presentation of Maniac Marketers. Hey Butch, how's it going buddy? And uh, uh, hopefully I think I, I have some great information here uh, tonight for us uh, on talking about vision, but I'd like to welcome you to the Maniac Marketers. I am your host, Terry Allison. Uh, tonight's title is Vision as the Indispensable Quality of a leader in a work at home business. Uh, this is part one. Uh, the uh, material that I use comes from this book by John Maxwell. He's one of the one of the top leadership uh, uh, people, authorities, and uh, he, he has this book, Developing the Leader Within You. And we've been using that and adapting it to uh, to a work at home business. Before we uh, get into that, let's talk about why people even get into a work-at-home business. You know, what's their why? Why do they even come? Uh, for many, it's the lure of lots of money. You know, they're they're promised that uh, uh, you know, if they have this dream of making 
two, three thousand dollars a day or or be a millionaire overnight, hey, uh, they can do it. And uh, so they're lured, lured into it. Uh, that's the little carrot out there uh, is that lots of money. <clears throat> Some people uh, come for a replacement income. Maybe they got hurt on the job. Uh, maybe they uh, they got laid off from a job, and uh, they're needing some income uh, to to uh, substitute in there to to make up for what they were making. Uh, sometimes people are working two or three jobs, and uh, they're wanting to not have to work as hard. So, but they but before they can commit to uh, dropping one of those jobs, uh, they got to have some replacement income in there. So some people. Uh, they're just fat, flat up. That's always a tongue twister for me to say. Uh, they're they're just fed up with with their boss. Uh, they don't like the the way a person does things. They they don't like their attitude. Uh, maybe the boss is too controlling. Uh, you know, uh, you know. There's just you know to, to to have a boss is just not very much fun. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I don't like to have a boss. Uh, some people uh, like to to BYOB, be your own boss, because you know you have a particular way of doing things that that hey that just works for you, and uh, and you just you know like to be uh, in control of how you do it, and uh, and just go and do it. Some people they want freedom and flexibility. We're talking like time and and travel. They want to be able to like if the kids uh, have something at school uh, during the middle of the day that they can just go and uh, and be a part of that. They don't have to go to a boss and say, uh, "Oh, can I have this time off?" You know, it's kind of like they're begging. You know, "Oh, please, please, this is my son's uh, last." Uh, uh, last get together of the year, and, and uh, I want to be a part of that. You know, and our kids just grow up so fast anyway. So we wanted, we want to be a part, of, uh, a part of their lives. Uh, some people want to be able just to uh, have that flexibility, and and uh, if you know they have the time and the money uh, that they can, uh, you know, just do a little traveling here and there. Hey, they can they can go do that. They they have that. They don't have to go to a boss. And uh, say, you know, can I have uh, July or let's see, what we're in August now? Uh, can I have uh, August the 30th through September the 15th off, you know, so I can go uh, be with my family? Now, uh, you know, they want they want to be able just to go and and do it. Uh, I know for for my wife and I, you know, here just a couple of weeks ago we got to go. Uh, to the uh, uh, the uh, practice runs of the Brickyard 500 or uh, 400, excuse me, it's Indianapolis 500. Uh, and uh, but you know that was just kind of cool that we could just go and and uh, and be a part of that, and, and uh, we didn't have to ask anybody uh, if we could go. Uh, and then uh, last weekend we just went up to uh, Kings Island and and uh, and had some fun at uh, family time up there. And we just took off, and then we spent the next day at the Newport Aquarium, and uh, and that's always a sight to say, sight to see, and uh, seeing all those sharks in the tank and and all that kind of stuff. But we got to do, and we got to do that part uh, as a family. Uh, 
And speaking of family, uh, you know, like I said, kids grow up so fast. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, th I think back on, uh, on just my older son's life. Uh, you know, he's 17 years old. He's a senior this year. And, uh, and I've been fortunate enough, uh, to be with him, uh, and watch him, you know, really grow up and be in situations to where I could, uh, just, you know, really watch him and be a part of his life. And, uh, and uh, you know, and that's what that's what it's all about is family, isn't it? Uh, some people want to uh, they come to a work at home business for family legacy. They they want the challenge of starting up a business, uh, set particular goals for themselves, and 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 try to go after those goals. And then uh, and then they get to a certain point. Uh, you know they. Uh, they want to be able just to give it to their kids and say, "Hey, kids, uh, you see me and what I've done in this work-at-home business. Uh, I want you to take it and use what you've learned and some of your own ideas and just run with it." And so you're you're creating a, a work-at-home business for that family legacy, so you can hand it off uh, to your kids. Well. Many of marketers, uh, we want to, we we want, we talk a lot about mentoring. What is mentoring? Well, we want to mentor you to be successful in a work-at-home business. That includes using the tools and being a leader in your business. That means that we want to work with you and helping you meet your goals as uh, in 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 your work-at-home business. We want to show you the ropes and. Uh, you know, because working, a, you know, many people think that uh, a work-at-home business, all you got to do is put up a website and then, uh, and just, oh, it'll just do its own thing. No, uh, there's a little more to it than that. And uh, and we, we want to help you every step of the way. So, and that's why we have uh, uh, been doing these leadership classes uh, is, is to, uh, because we want to cover both aspects uh, you know we want to we want you to be a better leader so you can teach uh, others and that you can grow your business so tonight we want to focus on the indispensable quality of leadership and that's vision Robert K Greenleaf Greenleaf in his book the servant of a leader says foresight is the lead that the leader has once he loses this lead and even starts to force his hand, he is leader in name only. He is not leading. He is reacting to immediate events, and he probably will not long be a leader. There are abundant current examples of loss of leadership, which stems from a failure to foresee what reasonably could have been foreseen, and from a failure to act on that knowledge while the leader has freedom to act. So, uh, leaders gotta you know be able to see everything. Uh, Maxwell says that uh, over the last 20 years, that he has uh, seen that uh, that all effect that uh, that effective leaders have a vision of what they must accomplish. That vision becomes the energy behind every effort and a force that pushes through all the problems. With vision, the leader is on a mission 
and a contagious spirit is felt among the crowd until others begin to rise alongside the leader. Unity is essential for the dream to be realized. Long hours of labor are given gladly to accomplish the goal. Individual rights are set aside because the whole is much more important than the part. Time flies. Morale soars upward. Heroic stories are told. And commitment is the watchword. Why? Because the leader has a vision. All that is necessary to remove the excitement from the preceding paragraph, or from this uh, preceding uh, uh, thing here, is one word, and that is vision. Without it, energy ebbs low, deadlines are missed, personal agendas begin to surface, production falls, and people, they just scatter. And yeah, how strong is your why? Helen Keller was asked, what would be worse than being born blind? Well, she replied, to have sight without vision. Sadly, too many people are placed into leadership positions without vision for the organization that they will lead. All great leaders possess two things. They know where they are going, and they are able to persuade others to follow. They are like the sign in an optometrist's office. If you don't see what you want, you've come to the right place. So we're going to be dealing with the leader's foresight and the ability to gather people around it. Now let's take the word vision. The word vision has perhaps been overused in the last few years. The first goal of many management workshops is to develop a statement of purpose for the organization. Others will look at you oddly if you cannot recite your organization's purpose by memory and produce a card with a statement of purpose printed on it. Why is all this pressure to develop a purpose for your organization? Well, really there's, there's two reasons. The first Vision becomes the distinctive rallying cry of the organization. It is a clear statement in a competitive market that you have an important niche among all the voices clamoring for customers. It is your your real reason for existence. So uh, you you know this is why you stand out uh, among the the crowd. Well, second. Vision becomes a new control tool, replacing the thousand-page manual that is boxing and constrains initiative. In an age when decentralization all the way to the front line is required to survive, the vision is the key that keeps everyone focused. So, vision is focus. Okay, well, let's talk about vision statements. What you see is where you can be. This deals with your potential. Now you might uh, ask yourself, does the vision make the leader? Or does the leader make the vision? That's an interesting thing to think about. Does the vision make the leader? Or does the leader make the vision? Well, Maxwell says that he believes the vision comes first. 
He's known many leaders who lost a vision and therefore lost their power to lead. People do what people see. That is the greatest motivational principle in the world. Stanford research says that 89% of what we learn is visual, 10% of what we learn is auditory, and 1% of what we learn is through other senses. And we've talked about uh, this before. People do what people see. In other words, people depend on visual stimulation for growth. Couple a vision with a leader willing to implement that dream, and a movement begins. People do not follow a dream in itself. They follow the leader who has had who has that dream and the ability to communicate it effectively. Therefore, vision in the beginning will make a leader. But for that vision to grow and demand a following, the leader must first take responsibility for it. So let's let's talk about the uh, four visions, uh, the four vision levels of people. Yes, visualization is very very important. And here's the four vision levels of people. The first one, some people, hey, they just they just never see it. They are the wanderers. They're out there, you know. Uh, can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do that? They're, they're trying all these other things. Uh, they're experimenting around with traffic exchanges and, and stuff like that. You know, they're just, they're just wandering in the desert. Uh, and, uh, some people are, you know, some people don't know what they're out there, uh, even looking for. Uh, they're just hoping someone will see their website and, and, uh, they'll just, uh, uh, all of a sudden, make a sale, and uh, and and they'll be making bunch of money overnight. But they're 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 like they're leaderless, and some some are looking for leaders. <clears throat> well, the second thing, some people see it, but never pursue it on their own. They are the followers. So. Some people, you know, they kind of, they kind of get it, and they kind of know that they got to do some work. Uh, it's like they have to be told uh, everything to do in order for them to go accomplish it. But you know, hey, uh, you know, we need followers too. So, um, uh, but if you're, if you're going to be successful in your work at a home business, you need to take over the reins and uh, and be the leader. But uh, anyway, uh, but some people they they see it, but you know they know that they got a good thing, but they don't really latch onto it. This third one, some people see it and pursue it. Now they're the ones that are getting it. Uh, they 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 are the achievers. Uh, you know they. They, uh, they, they, they kind of, they kind of understand what's going on, and, uh, and they, they stick to what they've, uh, been shown, and, uh, and they go after it. Well, then you got an, uh, the fourth group. Some people see it, and pursue it, and they help others see it. Now, these are your leaders, uh, because they're willing to, uh, share what they've learned. Uh, they're they're going after it. Uh, 
uh, and uh, they're they're helping bring other people along. Hubert H. Humphrey is an example of what you see is what you can be. During a trip to Washington, D.C. in 1935, he wrote this in a letter to his wife. Honey, I can see how someday, if you and I just apply ourselves and make up our minds to work for bigger and better things, we can someday live here in Washington and probably be in government, politics, or service. Oh gosh, I hope my dream comes true. I'm going to try anyhow. So, yeah, he's willing to, he was willing to, you know, put some effort uh, in, in this dream that he had. And that's the way we have to be in a work at home business. We have to be willing to, to work for it and just, and just go get it. And once uh, the leader has appeared to us, uh, and, and shown us various things, then, then we just go out there and, and do that. And then be mindful that, hey, you know, if you're going to be a leader, then you got to bring some people along with you. And then you're, then at that point, your dream too uh, can come alive. Our next thing here is you see what you are prepared to see. This deals with perception. Conrad Adenar was correct when he said, we all live under the same sky, but we don't all have the same horizon. Now, you may remember that our the automobile genius, old Henry Ford. Well, he once came up with a revolutionary plan for a new kind of in engine. Now, we know it today as the V8 Ford. Now, uh, or V8, Ford was eager to get his great new idea into production. He had some men draw up the plans and presented them to the engineers. Well, we know kind of how engineers are. Uh, the engineers studied the drawings and one by one they came to the same conclusion. Their visionary boss just didn't know how much, didn't really know much about the fundamental principles of engineering. You know, what was Ford thinking anyway? Well, he, he, you know, really had to be told gently that his dream was really impossible. Ford said, produce it anyway. They replied, but, 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 you know, that, that, you know, people get tripped up on that a lot of time, but, 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 but it's impossible. Well, Ford commanded, go ahead and stay on the job until you succeed, no matter how much time is required. So for six months, they struggled with drawing after drawing, design after design, and still nothing. Well, another six months, nothing. At the end of the year, Ford checked with his engineers, and once again they told him that what he wanted was impossible. Ford told them to keep going, and they did. And they discovered how to build a V8 engine. Henry Ford and his engineers both lived under that same sky, but they didn't all have the same 
horizon. In a in a uh, in a book, say a savior for all seasons. William Barker relates a story of a bishop from the East Coast who many years ago paid uh, uh, paid a visit to a small Midwestern religious college. Well, he stayed at the home of the college president, who also served as professor of physics and chemistry. After dinner, the bishop declared that the millennium couldn't be far off because just about everything about nature had been discovered and all inventions conceived. Well, the young college president politely disagreed and said he felt there would be many more discoveries. Well, when the angered bishop challenged the president to name just one invention, the president replied he was certain that within 50 years, men would be able to fly. Nonsense, sputtered the outraged bishop. Only angels are intended to fly. Now, you want to take a guess at who the bishop's name was? The bishop's name was Wright. And he had two boys at home who would prove to have greater vision than their father. Their names were Orville and Wilbur. The father and his sons both lived under the same sky, but they didn't all have the same horizon. How can this be? Why is it that two people can be in the same place at the same time and both see entirely different things? That's simple. We see what we are prepared to see, not what is. Every successful leader understands this about people and asks three questions. What do others see? Why do they see it that way? And how can I change their perception? So some things to think about. What do others see? Why do they see it that way? And how can I change their perception? Our next section is, What you see is what you get. The following illustration originated in Louis Palou's book, Dream Great Dreams. Think about how nice and refreshing it is to taste a cold Coke. Hundreds of millions of people around the world have enjoyed this experience thanks to the vision of Robert Woodruff. And I'm sure it probably didn't help to start when they made it with cocaine, too. <laughs> well, during his tenure as president of Coca-Cola, Woodruff boldly declared, We will see that every man in uniform gets a bottle of Coca-Cola for five cents, wherever he is, and whatever the cost. When World War II had ended, Woodruff stated that because he died, he wanted every person. The stated that before he died, he wanted every person in the world to have tasted Coca-Cola. Robert Woodruff was a man of vision. With careful planning and a lot of persistence, Woodruff and his colleagues reached their generation around the globe for Coke. And just because he wanted to, he he had a vision of uh, you know. Everybody having a bottle of Coke. 
and, uh, and, and he not only had the vision, he went on to pursue that vision. Now, uh, and you all may have heard the story of old, or know about old, uh, old uh, Walt Disney and Disney World and all that. Well, when Disney World first opened, Mrs. Walt Disney was asked to speak at the grand opening since Walt had died. She was introduced by a man who said, Mrs. Disney, I just wish Walt could have seen this. Well, she stood up and said, He did. And sat down. Walt Disney knew it. Robert Woodruff knew it. They were both men of vision. They saw it. They visualized it, as Butch often tells us. you got to visualize it. Well, at this point, uh, Maxwell felt compelled to, uh, compelled to ask a question about the subject of personal ownership of vision. Is my dream going to make a difference in the world in which I live? Bob Beale, in his book, Increasing Your Leadership Confidence, says, Keep in mind the difference between a winner's and loser's mentality. Winners focus on winning big, not just how to win, but how to win big. Losers, however, don't focus on losing. They just focus on getting by. Big difference, isn't it? It's Losers are just the ones that are getting by. Winners are the ones that are going to go and, and, and give it their all. So you got to keep asking yourself, survival, success, or significance? Are you striving to su simply survive? Are you dreaming about success? Or are you really out to make a truly significant difference? Uh, Mushi Rosen teaches a one-sentence mental exercise. That's an, uh, and this is kind of an effective tool for, for dreaming. I know we've done uh, dream building sessions, uh, or look, touched on anyway. But think about these two sentences here, and how you would fill in the blank. If I had what? If I had all the time in the world, I would do what? Take a vacation? Travel around the world? You know, what? How would you fill in those blanks? And uh, if I had all the money in the world, I would what? Would you spend it on yourself? Would you uh, help other people? Would you build missions? Yeah, Butch is doing it. Yeah, you got to you got to see it. If you had anything you wanted, unlimited time, unlimited money, unlimited information, unlimited staff, all the resources you could ask for, what would you do? And your answer to that question is your dream. And then you go make it worthwhile. Yeah, which wouldn't change a thing. 
Yeah. Butch has been a great example of being a leader for us and, and uh, casting out the vision. But uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to, uh, to uh, you know, try that little uh, mental exercise. Put that vision and do a little dream building. Maniac Marketers is to create leaders. Maniac Marketers' vision is to create leaders to be successful in your work-at-home business. You know, we want to help you. You know, there's too many people uh, out there that are failing. And, you know, we want to put you in a work-at-home business that is successful to where you can be making money in your business each and every month. So, with many marketers, you know, we do teach you how to grow to be a leader, which is very much needed in this work-at-home business. Uh, like I said, you know, there's too many people out there just trying to put up a website and then hoping that someone will stumble across it, and that ain't going to happen. So, uh, we want to uh, we want to help you with that part. And uh, so, now let's talk about marketing for for a moment. Uh, various ways that people market on the internet. Uh, you know, I mentioned a couple of them earlier. There's a comment, article, email, traffic exchanges, educational, uh, relationship. And there, there's a bunch of others. You know, people. Uh, of course, well, this would be emailing, uh, but you know, they uh, email out to the safe list and stuff like that. And uh, or you know, some people want to just you know, use one or maybe two of these. Maybe they get stuck in uh, just blasting out emails, or they get hung up in uh, traffic exchanges, and uh, they uh, wind up uh, just clicking and and uh, uh, just seeing the same information out there all the time. And they really don't get anywhere. It's false traffic. Well. Let's talk about two ages that are, that are that have come together: uh, information age and the social community age. Yeah. Uh, in the information age, that's the the search engines. That's things like Google, Bing, and Yahoo, that uh, where people go to find information that they're that they're looking for. And, and we know that Google uh, has uh, a bunch of searches a, a day. They have two billion, and so they probably have about 300 million people using Google. Uh, I mean, Google is so much in our vocabulary now that uh, you know Google is a noun. It's a company, but uh, people have even changed it uh, into a verb. You know, go Google that information. So, uh, uh, so that's a household name now. Uh, then we have Bing, which has got 10% of the share of the search engine market. Yeah, and then uh, and then Yahoo has uh, about 100,000 searches a week. So most people, you know, if they're looking for the information, they're probably going to go to Google. Well, then we have social community age, uh, social community age. And that's uh, just people coming together to share common interests. And that's why we have groups like Facebook, MySpace, Ning, Dig, Squidoo, YouTube, uh, all kinds of other forums out there. And they've grown over the last few years. Yeah. 
So I've asked this question in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, information versus social community age. Sometimes it seems like people kind of make that a competition between uh, each one. So I asked ask these two questions. Is it more important to feed the search engines than build relationships? Or is it more important to build relationships rather than feeding the search engines? And, uh, and I've been thinking even some more on that. That uh, you know, I was thinking that uh, uh, you know we got we can't lose focus. You know, uh, if we got to uh, one, you know, businesses are built one person at a time. Uh, I think you. So it's a combo. So it's a combo of both. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, I want I want to I want us to keep our focus and feed the search engines, uh, but uh, but I think we also need to uh, think about that Pareto principle, the twenty eighty principle. And I was thinking when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about a, a some leadership conference that I'd been to, and uh, and they always said, you know, if if uh, you're going to build a business. Uh, you know, do you just stand along the street or whatever and just, you know, uh, someone walks by and, and oh, you know, hey, you got to see this I, uh, idea. Uh, and, uh, you know, is that, the, is that really the way we market? Which t tends to happen that way in the social communities. Uh, that they're just, you know, out there, it's almost like they're lying in wait for someone to uh, come along and, uh, and, uh, Say, oh yes, I, I want to really jump into your business, and and I think that you know there's a lot of people that get stuck out there uh, in in uh, in those communities that do that that just uh, Al Turnquist could you say that he could build a business by calling from the white pages of any phone book, and he could, <laughs> he probably could. He has a temperament. <laughs> uh, to do that, uh, but uh, but uh, we were always told that uh, uh, you know if if you're going to be successful, then you look for people who walk faster, and that they are on uh, they look like they're in a hurry to get somewhere because uh, you know they have things to do. So and and we know that. Uh, if uh, you know you want to get things done, well, what do you do? You go to the twenty percent of the people uh, uh, that will get things done. You go to the busiest person uh, to to get some things, you know, to get those things done. So uh, that's why I think that you know uh, you got to go to the search engines. You got to continually to feed those. You got to, you know, you got to keep that focus, and then, uh, and then, you know, let your information, uh, you know, travel over to the, uh, over to the so social communities, and uh, and and you know, we'll sh I'll sh show you more about that and how to do that, but I think our marketing techniques of the social community should enhance our marketing to the search engines, and you have to promote yourself. You sure do. Because uh, if no one knows who you are, uh, 
then you know what good are you so here's our product supplier Trivita they're a health and wellness company they have you know your regular vitamins vitamin A through E they have anti-inflammation products uh, they have a, a, an alternative sleeping pills they have uh, calcium they have products for uh, well they have men's and women's daily vitamins they even have uh, some uh, vitamins geared specifically for women and for men so uh, you know they they're, they're they want you to be proactive in your health so uh, Trivita wants to inspire and help people experience greater overall wellness. Uh, they uh, supply us uh, with all kinds of information out there to be uh, in better health. Uh, you know, they tell how uh, uh, the, the, the specific vitamins work—not just theirs, but just—I uh, mean, they do theirs. But uh, uh, they like vitamin E. What's it good for? And uh, and what does it do? How does it help the body? And they tell about uh, the research going on uh, in the world about uh, about new products and stuff like that. And uh, uh, you know they're keeping uh, customers well informed of their health or uh, uh, health products and uh, how to take care of themselves, be proactive in their health. Well, Trivita also wants to give people the opportunity to create wealth for life purposes. Uh, so they want to help you uh, uh, go after your dreams. They want to be. Uh, they want to help you uh, achieve more and uh, and live the lifestyle that you dream about. And then we have a marketing system, Veritech. This is a, a total marketing system. Uh, we sometimes we refer to it as a SEO marketing system because it can help us get to the top of the search engines but uh, there's all kinds of tools in there there's a lead generation system there's classified ad system uh, splash page maker ad submission tool blogging system bulk mailer tracking tools uh, has its own search engines has its own directories I mean, I could go on and on about uh, the various tools uh, that they're uh, there to uh, to promote your business and to be able to promote uh, uh, Veritech as well, because you want to uh, help other people uh, to market as well. So they got eBooks in there. Uh, they got uh, I'm just thinking in the top of my head some of the other things out there. Uh, they got uh, cards out there uh, that you know that uh, you can actually promote uh, offline as well as online. So uh, uh, it's a it's a great system uh, to really get the word out there. And if you'll take the time to learn all the various tools and how to use them, uh, this will be a very powerful uh, marketing system for you. But if you'll if you just want to Focus on one or two. Hey, uh, yeah, you can have some a uh, little bit of success, but uh, you know, we want to uh, open that up a little bit and uh, and use the full system and really blow off the doors on your marketing system or your marketing strategies.
Well, then we have a uh, social community out there for you to use. Uh, there's tomorrowshomebusiness.ning.com. And uh, in, this, in this community, you can post information through blogs and videos. Uh, I, anytime I post to a blog, uh, I also post in this community. And then I, uh, and then I promote both links and, uh, and uh, really get some power on that. Uh, you can uh, share information from one location to another. Uh, social communities like Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Delicious, Dig, and StumbleUpon. Uh, you know, I just love it when I can uh, post a blog in there, and then all that after I post it, all I got to do is hit the little share button, and then hit the corresponding uh, buttons for each of these social groups, and uh, and I've posted my link out there to these other groups, and it takes me about five minutes to do that or less, and uh, so uh, you know it's pretty adaptable uh, and pretty easy to use. You can create your your profile pages to represent you. Mine, uh, uh, my dream is to have a Harley Davidson, and so on my profile page, I have a Harley Davidson out there that's uh, that reminds me of why I'm doing the business, and uh, so I can uh, go obtain and get that uh, get that Harley uh, by uh, by working this business. Uh, the profile pages are promotable on the search engines, uh, so you got a bunch of links in there. You can uh, uh, put those in there and, and uh, promote your one page, and it'll pr uh, put uh, all your links out there on the search engines. And uh, it really works in the same uh, sense that uh, you know Veritech with uh, Chaos Theory and such. Uh, you know, you get to mix in your uh, uh, your links and uh, there's a lot of power in that backlinking uh, um, very powerful you can use RSS feed if you got uh, blogs coming from uh, uh, from elsewhere you can put them in here uh, you can use uh, I have uh, three on the front on the main page you can use those to gather information uh, just however you want to uh, use RSS feeds and we're just people working together and in relationship with one another. Our group is called the Maniac Marketers. Uh, Butch Hamilton showed, has shown us uh, quite a bit of, uh, of things that uh, how to promote on the internet and we're in turn willing to, to share that with you and, uh, and help you be successful in a work at home business. So you have business choices. With Maniac Marketers, we promise to teach you how to grow and be a leader. And we also teach you how to use your tools to build your work-at-home business. And I think that's important. That's why I put it at the start of this and at the end, because you know we really do stand behind our, our promise to do that. Um, and now the Maniac Marketers, just um, we invite you to a successful work-at-home business. Uh, we want to... We want to help you be successful. So, uh, if you, uh, you know, if someone brought you to this group, uh, be sure to get with them and uh, get some more information. Uh, if uh, you need someone to talk to, uh, you can contact me 
Uh, here I am, uh, Terry Allison, and uh, you can, or you can go to any of my links here. Uh, at Terry, as be T E R R Y S R dot V E R E T E K K dot C O M. That's Terry Senior dot Veritech dot com. Tri or uh, my Trivita link is Trivita dot com slash one three one three four three four nine. My Skype is Allison Marketing Group. Uh, the social community again is tomorrow's home business dot dot com, and then uh, if you'd like to visit with me in the uh, uh, in my conference room, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of uh, there as well. And my conference room name is Terry Allison's Conference Room dot com. And so, well, I, I thank you uh, uh, for being here with me and being a part of this conference. And I trust that uh, uh, you have gained some uh, very valuable information. And, uh, and I invite you to come back uh, each and every week at Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. During the Home Depot's Renew and Redo Bath event, Catalina Canyon Porcelain no, right. was only 99 Hey, James, you made it. A great new look for a surprising low price. These tiles are made to handle whatever you dish out beautifully. A fabulous tile floor at a price that's beautiful, too. Starts with a trip to the Home Depot, where durable Catalina Canyon tile is now just 99 cents a square foot. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. U.S. only. See store for details. I have no idea. <laughs>